Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling. Start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And we are the co-hosts of Woken Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 320th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are doing a deep dive into a conversation that maybe you've heard about. We're titling this episode, Let's Talk About Code Switching. So mm, more to come. (laughs) Before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to cover. First, are you listening to this episode at WokenFree.com? But have you also downloaded the episode through the Podbean app? If you download it, why is that important? Well, that's how you can share your thoughts every single week with us. And we want to know definitely. What are your thoughts on code switching? Is that something you know what that's all about? Are you currently doing it as we speak? (laughs) We want to know it all. So make sure you do that. Now, if you listen to podcasts on a device where you cannot get another app like the Podbean app, that is a little bit sad. But Woken Free is available on other platforms that you could follow and subscribe to. So you can find this show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. It's a Woken Free world where most podcasts are consumed. You will find the show on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app. You can also click to subscribe to follow the show, which is super helpful and meaningful. And on social media, we always have beautiful, engaging content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. So would love to see you there connecting with, uh, with us. And then, of course, please review the show. We want to know how this is feeding into your life. So best way to do that, go to WokenFree.com, go on the Listen tab, and then pick your platform of choice where you'll give your reviews. Thank you in advance for the five-star rating. Appreciate it. And before starting this conversation, we're going to share a little bit about ourselves. This week, we're asking, would you rather have fish sticks or fresh fish? More pointlessness. Interesting. So, Very interesting. So, I guess... So, when you say fresh fish, are you referring to, like, uh, sushi? Or you're talking about... <laughs> no, just <laughs> like fish prepared fish in any other from way. from the market or something. Yeah, just fish prepared like any other way, but... No, it's got to be cooked. Oh, okay, good. So it's cooked to cooked. Yeah, but it's, pre- okay. it's something that wasn't frozen. See, I, I needed guess. that clarification. But technically, a lot most seafood is flash frozen. Yeah. But fresh meaning it wasn't processed, right? Okay. Well, then I would take, given how I grew up, I would take fresh cooked fish over fish sticks. But I am not choosing sushi over either of those options. Just putting that out there. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, this question is interesting to me because I just wonder who in the world would pick fish sticks over fresh fish. Like I just, I really wonder that. I is just can't imagine. Under it. eighteen years old, I mean, <laughs> because I mean, children childlike, like maybe sticks. not childlike. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. 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 Wait a minute.
who oh, I don't know. Maybe are enjoying that as a meal oh. or a snack may choose that option. <laughs> like, that's that's the statement it's, it's of like, choice here. I offer because <laughs> remember this fish is prepared anyway. It could be sautéed or it could be fried, and yes. it's offered to you right there. Yeah, I, I but you like say, that. you know what? I don't want that fried fish. I'll take the fish sticks that were well, pre-processed. Well, because you know the value of fish sticks, it's kind of food to go on the go. So if you want a little bit of fish in your life, which sounds wild, but you're choosing <laughs> that over. Uh, I mean, you could chop the thing up. But you and bring can't it to like go. take salmon to go, right? But you could take a fish stick and you could go and drive in your car. But you salmon, you need to sit down. You need your little hot sauce if, and your you, garlic. It's and like that. if you have a choice, they're both put in front of you. You're going to take the fish sticks because you're like, I got to get out of here soon. Well, so a toddler would. That's what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> maybe you should say, maybe I should have no yeah, fish versus a person who has had a more expanded palate would say, no, 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 no. I want my nice, you know, <laughs> that's, my, yeah. Um, this is amazing you know, to me. What's that? Like uh, red snapper or catfish. You know, there's so many nice options, but someone who's looking to go and draw on walls is going to go and reach for their <laughs> fishsticks <laughs> and get about their business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yes. I guess you got to choose which one is more mature, mm-hmm. one well, is more premature. I don't like I don't like these options. I don't like these labels here, sir. I think we're diving into bad territory. What are we getting to here? But either way, we're talking about switching, right? You switch oh, okay. from one stick to another to exactly. another type of fish. Okay. Or you switch from one fish to one ty- another type of fish. Mm. Now, does that happen in life? Do we do any sort of switching in our life? You're a hot mess. Maybe we should describe what is code switching. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's go through that. <laughs> okay, so this is a phenomenon that happens when someone speaks like more than one language or has a different dialect or linguistic varieties. Uh, there's, I think, a cultural element to it as well uh, and also community element to it. And it, it occurs for a couple of reasons. A, it's to help accommodate communication needs of the person or people you're speaking to. So if you have people that have a similar background to you amongst and or apart from other people, you may switch in how you chat and the type of language and words you use because you're trying to establish a basis with that community that you you are tapped into that you share. But it also could be a form of, you know, kind of comfort for yourself because maybe you're more comfortable speaking in a different way Maybe it's a different language or, again, a, a different type of dialect or uh, linguistic ability that just provides more comfort for you and it's more aligned with your cultural identity. And also, if you're trying to get, if you are not, say, a native English speaker and you come to this country, say, for and from a different land <laughs> and you speak a different tongue, then you may be, you may be thinking and or speaking or communicating in a different language easier than the, you know, given community language that we share here in the U.S. So you may jump back into your native tongue, for instance, to do that because it's just easier for you to kind of operate and navigate in your life. So those are a couple of things thing going on with this phenomenon. That would be considered code switching, though. Like if you speak English at school and then go home and speak your native language. Well, I mean, language? or what about people who intermix, you- right? So you're speaking English, but then you're speaking to uh, a community. A Latino community, and then you dabble a little bit of Spanish words in it, right? Like it's not a full on switch of language, but it's a change of your how you're speaking because of who you're speaking to. But th- that's, I mean, so that's how I'm saying that you don't have to, you don't have to go it to just, that extent. It just it seems just extreme to say English to patwa is one example of code switching, right? Where you're speaking English to one community, but then you see your see, that Jamaican can, grandma. Now that like, one makes more sense. You know, what? Go on, right? Like, but, th- but what I'm saying I is, if you, if you have another language, though, it works the same way. You can you could but, tap you could 
fold that it folded into it. It's just it, weird to call that code switching more you than no, most I'm just communicating, it, right? Because it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're just this, speaking your other that language. That person doesn't yeah. know how to speak Spanish, so why would I speak Spanish but to somebody who doesn't? Are you actually I, code switching? Yeah, yeah. No. Or are you just speaking to a language that they yeah, can that speak? Yeah, that is, but also, but it's, but Patch water, that's not, different. I would agree. That is code also, switching. Also, I've seen, I've seen Latino people do that where they start to say more Latin words, not whole sentences, but they just change words to Latin in, in Spanish because they're speaking to Spanish people in a way they wouldn't do that if they were speaking to Caucasian people. So that's, that's what I'm saying. But I, I've seen because the opposite, just, though. I've seen it where they, mm-hmm. they say a Latin word while they're speaking English. They still say it within their native... I've seen like, both. Native. But I, what I'm saying is I always see a, pr- a prevalence more of where people will call it the Latin or something else because that's they know that there's a common sharedness with that community as opposed to they would just keep it straight English with uh-huh. Caucasian people. But again, you yeah, know, if don't that confuses that... As code that, switching, to be honest. It, it, you can think of it within the, the context of... I speak one way, and then when I share a but, different type of community with another, I change how now, I speak. Yeah, see, that, that is how I you understand can contextually that. understand code switching. Yeah, okay. And Psychology Today, they also have something to say about this code switching stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing they mention is that, they, well, they call it cultural code switching, and it involves mm. the suppression of multiple aspects of one's cultural identity, mm. which it can actually include type of clothing worn, mm. hairstyle, you just true. talked about the speech beha- yeah. and behavior is what, when I think oh, of code switching, I think of behavior as well. Oh, that's interesting. And in the broadest sense, code switching involves adapting the presentation of oneself in ways that disconnect them from the mm. cultural or racial, racial stereotypes of their group. The goal wow. being to enhance the comfort of others, typically those outside of their cultural or racial group in hopes of receiving equal treatment and opportunities for advancement. So see, I think that's the important thing yeah, about code switching. the reason why they're it's, doing it. Yeah. I'm doing this because I'm going to have a benefit from doing I'm it. I'm going to assimilate. Not, not it's be, a form of assimilation. Not that I'm doing it because actually I need to or else no, no, we no, wouldn't no. get anywhere. It's, no. I'm doing this because I'm going to be benefit from comfort, it. It makes other people comfortable and I have a higher chance of being promoted in whatever yeah. context that means. Yeah. This can help me out in whatever way that means or prevent mm-hmm. me from being stereotyped even. Sure. The second thing that they mention is when a person considers each morning before getting dressed for work or school, whether their traditional cultural garments will be viewed as acceptable, mm. whether wearing a turban, hijab, or bindi will be off-putting to their colleagues or supervisors, mm. or whether their natural hair, e.g. afro, I'm not going to say what they call it. They're called locks. locks. Yeah. yeah, dreadlocks is the... Well, I got to explain it to, just in case you guys don't know. Dreadlocks is offensive, actually. Mm-hmm. So we should be calling it locks. Because Lock. yeah, dreadlocks is based mm-hmm. on the British when they saw people with the locks. There was They dreaded those people, so they called it dreadlocks. So it has... Yeah, it doesn't have a really good history, so they're called locks. And the next thing is the other type of... Uh, hair that stereotype is braids Mm -hmm. that can be seen as unprofessional in the workplace so Mm -hmm. people that go through that kind of thought process should i do this or that when i should i wear the dashiki or not or when i go to the school (laughs) yeah can i wear just garments i can't choose exactly what i wear right i mean i can Mm. but what will will that do to me what happens and i mean we talked a little bit about it right here we were saying but why does code switching happen yeah, so uh, there is a really cool article you can find on NPR that talks through uh, the reasons going over. So they share, there's actually five reasons. So one is the lizard brain takes over. So the most common example of code switching uh, were completely inadvertent. Folks would slip into a different language or accent without even realizing it or intending to do it. So kind of like your natural state of being is your cultural, where you exist in your cultural identity. So technically, you are 
trying to do something different when you are not in that space. And so when you get into a space where you feel comfortable to be yourself, you just naturally go back into your rhetoric. Uh, So that's interesting. Uh, We want to fit in. So very often people will code switch because they are conscious or unconsciously trying to act or talk more like those around them. Uh, We want to get something. So a lot of folks code switch not just to get to fit in, but they want to in- integrate themselves to others and they want uh, folks to feel, I guess, more connected or tethered to them. And like you're saying, kind of like see see people seeing them not as different, but one of the gang, one of the Part group. Of the group. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, someone also another reason would be we want to say something in secret. So uh, for folks who are code switching and getting into their natural tongue or their natural dialect, they're doing it because they're trying to hide <laughs> whatever they're trying to say. That's why I, I dropped it in the saying that you could share a different language within that context of code switching, but you disagree. You don't see it that way, but um, people will, because, you know, people will say something and then like whisper something in Spanish. And it's like, you're obviously doing that because <laughs> you don't want others to interpret, even though you technically don't know who knows Spanish or not around you. So I mean, I would call that nefarious acting. I would say that that is a form of code switching in their native tongue. That's how I would you're doing that. <laughs> you're doing that while you're, like around the person that you've already code switched with. So I don't know. I consider that a whole different act. For oh, you to, interesting. So like, like yeah, that, I see that, that, that as different action. Because you naturally you know like? are a native. If you're a native Spanish speaker, that's then fine. that's your natural but state if, of existence. So, so anything else is different. So you're always going to come back to your natural state. Because it's kind of like if Spanish. I was, and this is a different thing, and I don't know who does it. Or mm-hmm. people do it. If, if I'm in a group, I'm talking with people. And there's somebody that's like, we, if we weren't in this group, we'd be speaking different and saying mm-hmm. different things. If mm-hmm. I was texting them back and forth, things that I'm not saying to the group, I, I consider that the same thing as speaking Spanish while speaking to an English. Well, you're group. trying to hide, you're trying to hide, yeah, you're hiding, separate conversation. You're a, to yeah. me, I don't call it code switching. You're just doing a, a separate nefarious act. I mean, yeah, I don't love the punished. language nefarious. That shouldn't be punished, though. It's nefarious. But, but how you're be saying that you're labeling it, it seems punitive in nature. So rethink your labels. <laughs> I know. I just could have come up with something better. Exactly. But I just feel hold it's appropriate, it. though. Hold it back, then. Because it's it, not nefarious. But there's something. Don't Espanol, speak your Spanish. But like, there's something. But it's not about speaking your Spanish. It's that you're saying something that you don't even want to say to the group. Because but you maybe have to they say don't it now. want to share it with the group. Maybe it's between it's, I, I mean, me and me, amigos. Yeah, there's reasons for it. But to me, for that not to be nefarious i don't know like that, and that's, also that's different okay a fifth reason would be it helps us to convey a thought certain concepts need that uh you know that that can't come across equally in say english or another type of way may come off better in a ter- certain type of colloquialism that's used or expression well, yeah, that's culturally that's connected so for sure like there's patwa phrasing that i don't know what the english equivalent is i just know that in patwa so you know the, the, i mean yeah english has a lot of colloquialisms mm-hmm. that don't transfer to any it other language it doesn't make sense to, head over yeah. heels that doesn't make any sense no, yeah, no <laughs> it's like a ton of say they don't make sense mm-hmm. but so i don't yeah i don't know what you do in that case when you know in your head like yeah, you understand you it say, you have to say then you got to go back to it or, mm-hmm. or you just i mean in that case you can't even tell them right because yeah, imagine what you're thinking you could have tried to explain it and yeah. they're like oh okay that makes sense yeah it makes no <laughs> sense at all <laughs> i don't know what it means but good job so i think that what it all comes down to is people try to minimize the stereotypes that are, that a certain group tries to put upon them so it's so code switching is done really just to prevent limitation mm. like limits being set on the person that's doing the code switching in any way mm. so like we already mentioned all the limitations that can be set. Yeah. like you can be stereotyped and absolutely or you won't be able to fit in because you're not speaking how everybody else speaks or you don't look yeah. how everybody else looks i think it's all about 
preventing the limits, though. I think that's what code switching gets down to. It's, yeah. it's like you prevent people from having control over how you're perceived. Yeah. So that's what I think it comes down to. But what's your personal narrative mm. with code switching and how has it impacted your life? So I'm going to get real for, uh, you know, because it's woken free. And I would say I personally try to be my authentic self in all spaces. Sometimes that gets me in trouble <laughs> because I'm going to be Natasha in all spaces I show up in. And whether Natasha is welcome or not is based on that space because I know yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be me. However, in spaces where I am, where people make it apparent to me that they are Caribbean or Jamaican all of a sudden my terrible patois comes out because I try to fit in or develop more trust with those people to let them know like, hey, I see you, you see me, like we're here. It doesn't always work. Some Jamaican folks look at me like I'm foolish and crazy and it is what it is. Uh, some people appreciate it. Uh, but what I would say is so much of being black in America feels performative in nature. And it, and my personal narrative is I feel like <laughs> in spaces that I show up where I'm one of the only one in my community or one of three, that it seems like I have to have a persona of what I should be anticipated of or what, what people are willing to receive me as. And so I try to feel like live that truth, that performative act. However, when I'm with more people that share my cultural norms, and, and background, I feel more, it's, it's an easier conversation. It's a different conversation that can be had where it feels a little bit less performative. So honest. you do reverse code switching. Mm -hmm. So when you're with more people that are, are your cultural background, you pretend that this is who you are, like you're about that life. I, pre I present, <laughs> I don't know, love, the, right. you and your labels today. Uh, <laughs> I present down in dirty, a way huh? that I want people to feel comfortable. Yeah. However, when I'm with people of my community, I feel like I don't have to perform as much. I feel like I can be more innately natural to my cultural identity in a way that that doesn't feel comfortable in all spaces, especially where I'm not, there's not a lot of others that look like me in those spaces. But now you just, now you said something completely different because at first you were talking about when you're with people that will speak the Patois. I will try to do it. Yeah. You, and, and that to me is a reverse code switching because it's not like you always are doing that. So maybe you're not interpreting code switching the same. So code switching is about you talk. So you're the one black person yeah. in a room full of Caucasians. You present in a way I know that is not going is. to demonstrate more of your cultural yeah. identity. And then when you go and speak to black people as a fellow black person, you change your dialect to, to present that, hey, black person to black person. That's what we're doing. And that's exactly what I'm what? saying. So when no, I'm not here. with Jamaican people, I speak one way. And then when I'm with Caribbean oh, wait, people, so you, I... Well, no, here's a question. <laughs> so I'm here's... Saying. No, I'm getting down to something I don't think we talked about. It. I'm okay. getting down to really just the basics of it where code switching... So yeah, what you're saying is correct. That's but, the definition. That's the but, pathway but, of it. But what I'm talking about is, so when you're with people of your culture, that's who you are is what I'm saying. Not that- Well, I feel more comfortable to be more Jamaican. I feel more comfortable But is that who to, you are? That's the question. That's that a deeper question that I'm not know, sure if I'm able to answer oh, this because that Because I think that's that's like vital to what code switch, because code switching is about- I would say it's normally, more, it is more aligned with who I, when I'm with oh, people okay, so of then color, it's not I would say So you are doing is, what, that's more who you are. I would want to do it. Yeah, I would want to- So even you're more relaxed or something, or you're more comfortable 
I would say people. so because oh, okay, all right. So, because I would all right, say, so I just misinterpreted your first statement. Okay, because yeah, I would say growing weird. up in a non-diverse environment, it always seemed like you had to present in a way that was comfortable for the okay, so those yeah, that's others regular. in a way where I maybe I want to talk about Jamaican food or I want to do this and I and it didn't feel comfortable to do that in those spaces. Yeah, or it felt like I would be uh, judged or people would be like, you know, because people love to make fun of Jamaican people, right? Like they and there's a whole ton of jokes and smoking weed and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not a stereotype that is not my vibe like that is you know yeah yeah that, so that, yeah, you're just doing code switching yeah okay. just, <laughs> was I code switch it, it I would say that I've been code switching my entire clear. life and yeah. it is not clear to me when that will ever end that yeah I mean that's something <laughs> that's that, what I feel as a black person in this country yeah yeah I mean I've I've had to do the code switching too of course but mm-hmm. I guess it would have started in high school because that's I went to high school that was majority white and okay. there was less minorities there so okay. there that that's the thing when I started I mean maybe I don't, don't, I don't even say earlier? when I worked really no I never had a need to I was always around just people, people who look like me okay. so yeah. once I was there though it was just I was more kind of aware of I got to be careful what I say like I can't I don't want to say certain things that are dig denigrating to black people yes. white, like because yes. to me i hate that that's like the dumbest yes, yes, thing yes. to me and I, well I, it's not a hell it's not helpful yeah like <laughs> why are you doing that around yeah, let's them? not speak poorly the problem, about our community the right? problem is is then people will see that and they see you as a representative of even course, though you're, you were elected orange, <laughs> you were not elected to do it but the, that's how they the see outside it. world so i'm always that. aware just like hey you know they're gonna see me and think oh that's everybody's like him so just be aware of what you're saying so i think that started in high school because i don't even think i really when I was working, I was still in majority, you know, black, black people were around and Hispanics. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a place where I need to code switch, but okay. yeah, I, I definitely that the, I've been, a, I'm a code switcher, but you know mm-hmm. what? Oh, oh, so I wanted to make the argument too that I think all people from different cultures code switch if they're working in corporate America, True. no matter what, because True. it's kind of like, you don't wear your traditional garb when you go into the office, no. right? And a lot of and, no. and a lot of people, especially black people, have to change their hair just to yes. be accepted in the office. Yeah, it is only you know, now they, they change themselves with, like, to fit the, in. Um, you know, with folks uh, feeling more comfortable and protected, uh, <laughs> that they feel like they can show up with their dashikis and their corn- cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> but not then, all spaces welcome that. Not all industries welcome that still to this day. And and would all industries welcome platform boots that go sky high? They won't let you wear that, right? They're going to say, take those off and wear some appropriate they, footwear. Well, are they going to the club? <laughs> what is there? No, like to a disco, a discotheque. Oh, okay. You're out of touch. It's 2023. <laughs> confused. I'm just saying you can't do it, though. They're going to get mad. And that might yes. be part of your culture is to wear really high shoes. And platforms. Yeah, I mean, you can you be a know. hippie and that's not welcome either. Like, yeah. That's like, well, bringing drugs into the office is well, different, right? Well, I mean, you're now making assumptions. <laughs> I was thinking more about the sunflower and the, the oh. head bead dress situation. Oh, okay. Not necessarily the psychedelics. Involved. Yeah, you got to be very careful. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. drugs are not welcome in the yeah, workplace follow your, at all. Follow your employer's <laughs> Unless workplace Unless you're rules. a workplace... <laughs> Selling drugs and then you follow the prescribed rules well, yeah, of your handbook. Right. I and mean, you may be a dispensary, right? Correct. So, so that might, might be a different type. Like you may be doing testing you might be the of bag animals man? or whatever. Situation. You might be the bag man, right? I don't know what that language is oh, referring to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to switch oh, this man. real quick. Yeah. Uh, should people be code switching, in your opinion? I mean, yeah, just for now you have to. It's, mm. it's a sad thing to That's say, painful. but... Hopefully one day it'll be a no, but right now you can't wear your bonnet 
or your do rag hey. to Chick Fil A, right? You can't. Do I mean, that. you can, but you know, Monique might come well, for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and someone in our own community. That's even your, more helpful. That that'll either be your yeah. last day at the office, or you're fired on the spot. Mm. And I said office. I mean, I should have said office. It's Chick Fil A. It's a restaurant. So you, I mean, you but it's a place of business. It's but I should have said office. Yeah. I mean, well, unless yes. you're the manager, that do, but it's not your office. Yeah. Either way, it's a restaurant. But yes. but I'm just saying, you, there's things you you have to do it. Like I mean, yeah. but it's so we got. I don't know. I mean, I think that's you the context with, that you we, don't have to do. You can do anything you want. But yeah. you have to deal with the consequences. There's a consequence for you demonstrating your culture. And please don't be surprised by that too. Don't say how dare you. I can't wear. How could you not accept this? My hair is not ready. I mean, you can't. Yeah, or I'm working on my waves. Like, oh, yeah. mind well, your yeah. business. You know, you got to keep them laying down. So. Hey, keep but it you, nice. Keep but it tight. <laughs> that's the thing, though. You're coming into these places, and they have preconceived yeah. conceptions on what it means for you to wear certain things. So I think that's the issue. I mean, you could get in trouble for even just wearing, you know, those shirts that advertise different artists on it, right? Yeah. You can have a rock and roll group, and maybe they, that says they're the best band of all time, and mm. what if they get offended by that? But you always wear that around your friends. You all, mm-hmm. you know, you like to party and stuff and show who you like. But code switching, you, you just, you're going to have to do it. I yeah. mean, the only way you don't, I guess, is in certain fields, and those are opening up. So, yeah. like, yeah, if you're a upcoming singer or musician, then you don't, I mean, but, do you, you know, have to code t- switch? Well, they're, so the, the problem with the entertainment industry is very controlled around to. the types of presentation that their artists form. But and they might want people, you to only appear one way, right? Exactly. And so they, a lot of artists come out at the, at the end of their industry saying, well, they weren't allowed to wear this and they weren't allowed to dress this in, this way and they weren't allowed to speak this way. Oh, so yeah, it seems so like there's a lot of control too, around what is the imagery that is created within those space, certain spaces. So... So maybe mm. something more like if you're a Basquiat, you know, something like that. Excuse you? <laughs> if you're a, if you're a world-renowned artist, an independent thing. artist. Okay. Like, well, when I say artist, I'm talking about like I don't know if you're just not. I don't want to say just a painter. Or... How do you describe an artist who doesn't sing but does all other types of artistry? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, art, artist. Yeah. But yes, well, not one who's a musician, not a though, singer, or but a, singer, yeah, not yeah. an entertainment artist, but a, a medium, some of those media ones, artist. Yeah, or, they don't. They, yeah. they have no representation, and they'll just yeah, do whatever they, they do want. They do what they want. Well, that's a different. It's a creative approach to life, right? So, and then some even I'll say Chance the Rapper. He just he does all of his own things. Like he yeah, produces well, himself. Yeah, if you produce your own work, <laughs> and he's done really then, well. He's yeah. one of the few people that just do anything they want. Very admirable work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a CNBC article that came out earlier this year. It's titled Experts Say Code Switching Shouldn't Be an Expectation at Work. And I agree with you. I would say currently today, do I think code switching uh, should be done? No, but is it happening? Yes. And uh, as a person who would love to see people be able to show their authentic selves in all spaces and if you have a hand in being able to form those spaces, then you should put it in materials and create programs, especially for organizations where you invite people to share their truth. And if they want to explain things in English and Spanish, muy buen, like muy bueno. If you want to share your patois or, you know, other dialect language that you have, you should share it and people should welcome it. But people will only, people will only feel like this is normalized if you're talking about this, if you are having events or programs and conversations around this. If, if we don't talk about it and people make the assumption that who they truly are is not welcome in these spaces. And so it's a matter of kind of removing 
<laughs> the, 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 the curtain and saying, no, when you join this team, this is what it means to be here. And, and making sure that a part of those conversations include cultural authenticity, identity, identity authenticity, personal authenticity, mental health authenticity, helping people to understand that like you can show up to work and you can have a bad day and you can say, you know what? I don't feel like being here. That should be welcome in all spaces. It shouldn't be, oh, this person is fired. switching. Just well, not just you... codes. I mean, I think it's a part of the conversation. I think uh. just authenticity on a broadest scale should be spoken to so that people can have a car, a piece of that as the cultural identity, which means that code switching reduces if people feel like they can show up and speak how they want, as opposed to segmenting who they really are to make others supposedly more comfortable. Because for some people, I think, I think people of color would be surprised that like some non people, non-diverse people actually would welcome those types of conversations. Like they would love to learn more Spanish. They would love to have people have more of that cultural dialect going on. It, I think they would welcome But do they want to see somebody wearing their cultural garments or would that be offensive to them? It depends. I think you have to have the conversation though, right? You have to at least how many organizations to date are even having the conversation. So just like note to self, when's the last time we've talked around cultural identity, authenticity? And it, cornrows, don't that scare some people? Like they they, they get Are bad. you asking me a real question? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm asking the questions that, you know, we're... I mean, we're, it's a cornrow. People it's of not our, like that look like us, tattooed tears say. under your left eye. Like, oh man, we even go to that. I mean, well, <laughs> tattoos, tattoos are a little different. About, I know we yeah. talked about it. That's a little different, but... Uh, yeah, I'm saying, is that okay to to wear cornrows and give a big well, presentation? Well, my retort to that is, is it okay to be yourself? Uh, <laughs> I, if that's it who you be, are, right? and you that's your authentic identity, and that's how you feel comfortable. If you're going to present better, I would rather... Some people feel very, seem very uncomfortable when they're presenting. And I wonder if it's because they are not, not feeling like mm. they're culturally accepted in those spaces. And so they're like in a button-down suit, and they're like, ooh, if I could have my you know cultural clothing on... I could feel like I could breathe. I can speak a little then, bit more confident and they could do actually perform better. So then even a rougher thing, this is where like, I don't think it's going mm-hmm. work in all cases, but a good example is with Patra. Should you give a presentation in Patra to an audience who speaks English? Uh, well, first of all, Patois is not another language. And secondly, <laughs> it is, it is a more convoluted way of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> However, if that is your natural tongue, isn't it unnatural to ask somebody to speak <laughs> In another way? <laughs> so, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because I'm just imagining. You're being a very so, bad so, Kieranian person right no, now. Because somebody's doing a, they're doing a professor. I would love it. Someone's it would be like Oliver giving up presentation. Someone's, yeah, someone's presenting to NASA. They're presenting to you the leaders. You must speak up and speak and out. Just, they're speaking in broken bad. English to them. And they're like. Huh. <laughs> if you are born in that land and that we is how you sound, why would you expect to see, but you're, see how you're thinking through the norms of, of Western culture? But I don't even that think is it, not, no, you know what, I think it's wrong. what if you were in Jamaica and that is how people would be talking to you. So you know what I you, say? I say so, know your audience because it's kind of like, you spoke in such broken English, we didn't really know what you were talking about. So that, that's why I'd say sometimes you have to do it unless everybody spoke in broken English or understood it. Or if there's a, like a Google translator that just, says, here's what they actually said, even I think though they said all this stuff. So that, that is too it funny depends to on you. So if your natural tongue is in Patois, Which and, it can be for you, many. and you don't want to necessarily change how you speak to, uh, for your, for yourself in different spaces, maybe your presentation is like a video of the more normative, uh, language that is shared in, in training so and whatever. <laughs> and then you present differently. Maybe you just do summaries or like, it depends oh, on what makes the person 
uncomfortable. There are many people from the Caribbean that do come to the States and they start to change how they sound because they want people to, yeah, quote unquote, understand them You more. say quote unquote, because some it people is, have harsh accents. I just think that we live, the listen, I'm one of the people who's always like, people got to speak speak this way and I got to understand. But at the end of the day, we have to stop. I know, yeah, you like we that have too. to stop demanding people not show up as who they are because a lot of us in our community are really struggling with mental health. And a lot of it, I think, is because of this cultural denial stuff and this segmentation of you're not enough and this constant feeling of like you have to change to be good enough for here and it's like or maybe here needs to change for us i'm I'm just gonna say something controversial just so you know i have to say it but broken english is not necessarily the best english right and that's not on the table. I wasn't arguing or supporting that either. But, All I'm saying is I'm that, advocating for cultural we, identity and authenticity. Should you well, how stick that to shows that. up is up to the person. Should you stick to broken English when you're doing a science presentation? I, I mean, mean I, I think people can answer that pretty just easy. Any, you could, cause you could argue, should that's it fair. be welcome in a court of law? Should you be it, giving I closing argument too. in Patois? Like, I agree with that too. Yeah. They're all, those, I all cases where it's to me unnecessary. That are designed around Western normative I go even white further, culture. Though. And then you're trying to apply that Here's to not that to a culture that, that, that doesn't exist. Because if you were in those lands, same thing, if you were you to go to know, Nigeria, I don't okay. know what those, what they're speaking in the court of law, but maybe it's not English. And somehow people are okay with that right? well that, like, now that's the a different language is fine but it's kind of like when you're speaking the language and it's not it, it's not the full language should you change it that's the question. i think it i think there should be there's a happy medium that can be established but i think automatically telling people you, what you are doing who you are is not good enough is not an appropriate long-standing sentiment mm-hmm. that will allow for cultural identification peace and acceptance i think changing people to be better for america is not like the norm that is going to make those people of color feel like they're welcome here you're always going to feel like a visitor you're always going to feel unwelcome because you who how you sound isn't even welcome i believe in merging cultures but i think some cultural norms need to die and that's just how are you coming for patwa yeah of course and then one of those things i think that can go away you don't need that I'm not. I'm not coming for a language specific. I'm coming for a language that's spoken incorrectly. It's a cultural norm, so unfortunately, I have to add. But but I understand. I mean, yeah, Yeah, you're in it. So of course you can say it. But but I'm for cultural melding, and I want like certain aspects of culture to go around. There's a space for for, in your culture melding. You want it to because by denying it, you're saying that that part of my culture is not good enough, and I I refuse it. I don't. Uh, Well, you know, I'm not. I don't judge. I, I, yeah. I make my judgments differently. So Patois that's is why. a combination of a lot of different languages that came together and it is hilarious and amazing and difficult and all the beautiful. Exactly. That is it, it, it. I, and I love to be a part of a culture that has that. And am I saying that all Caribbean and all Jamaican people speak that? No, a lot of Jamaican people, I don't properly speak Patois, like, but I welcome people of my community being able to have that opportunity to do it. And you shouldn't just have to share that with your brethren, that it should be welcome in other spaces. Okay. Yeah. Agreed to disagree. Facts. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You know what we're doing. We're doing the scenarios. 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 Scenario time. Scenario one. Vesselin had a very tasty fish curry last night with his family. He liked it so much that he wanted to bring it into work. 
Should he bring his fish curry to work and zap it with a shared microwave at his office? You're disrespectful. <laughs> You're so disrespectful. I have this You're in the real, so it's a real scenario. You're just rude. <laughs> You're rude and you don't even care, really. I mean, it's just wrong on so a, many levels. This is a real You're question. Wrong. People I bet should it know. Is. I bet it is. It's, and people should know You're what we think they should do mind. with this. What we think so about it. So there's a couple of things. First and foremost, yeah, I'm glad her. that I, – I apologize – can you reiterate what this person's name is? Veselin. Veselin? Yeah. Veselin. Is, I'm glad that Veselin enjoyed their cur- fish curry. And, you know, the thing about fish is that... <laughs> 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 this is like leading up to a really bad joke. <laughs> the, thing <about> fish, yeah. <laughs> the thing about fish is that <laughs> it's not always welcome in all spaces. And so, <laughs> for a variety of reasons... <laughs> And unfortunately, <laughs> in shared common oh, spaces, specifically, uh, especially with a shared microwave, there can be lingering scents uh, that uh, occur when you warm up a fish dish. <laughs> this is so messed up. And oh, so, unfortunately, this has nothing to do with culture. I think this has to do with the palatability of the fish smell that... R- remnants of it that caused more chaos than it's worth. I would advocate that this Lynn uh, not bring it because it's not welcome as, as from a cultural perspective, but just from a, a like a societal norm perspective. In the USA, I can't speak on international uh, uh, warming up ad- etiquette, but I would say in the yeah, USA, is- it seems like people do not appreciate fish regardless of any cultural ties to it. So I would advocate not to bring it. Unless you work at a fish farm, right? There you go. So if you <laughs> are in a space anything, where right? the whole space smells like fish, nobody cares. <laughs> no one but, would even notice. <laughs> but if, if the space typically does not smell like fish, uh, people <laughs> are not usually very receptive to that shift in odor. <laughs> this was such a wild way for me to have to pr- properly respond to that. <laughs> I know. That's, that's really that wild. The viral moment of the episode. Okay. About forming up fish. You're shaped. That's, that's, that's what they're disrespectful. No, it's you're a, so it's disrespectful. A, many people probably have this question. You're disrespectful. That, I know they do. I can't and now stay. you've answered them now. Now they know the In answer. In the most political way possible. I should have gotten an Emmy for that. Yeah. See, I, I'm not going to answer it in that kind of way. I'm, I'm going to answer it in, yeah, a, in a raunchy you, way. Well, you know what? You'll answer it in raunchy. your cultural, connective way. <laughs> okay. There you but go. mine is even so. It's mine is just one Don't statement. Answer in Papua. No, mine is just one statement. It's really straight up. Mm-hmm. And it is, thou shall not warm up fish at work. Mm, that's okay. that's my thing. It's a cardinal sin. Yeah. I mean, it's a cardinal sin in our <laughs> home. I mean, really, you barely tolerate it in our home. So, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, no, Better most light people a candle. are not receptive to fish. Best, you yeah, you must light, light a candle after that. Yeah, unfortunately. That's, I mean, yeah, that you're bringing certain... Some People strong get very, smells there, right? Very upset, irate, even with this yeah. behavior. I mean. I think this applies it's so to seafood. It's sad, though, because people grow up in worlds where that's oh, all they, they grow up good, eating right? you seafood. You all eat is seafood. So it just seems so. like cultural, again, denial of where if that's who, if that's what makes you feel comfortable to eat, I, it's just, but it's, then again, here, here's the, count, the counterpoint is, isn't welcome here. What about people that have sensitive noses? They have no right to be able to breathe fresh air? It's not one or the other. So I know, we see? always go to that space of how can the accommodation they, of others. It's do, not though? the diminution of others. Like people have but to stop coming from that space. No. What would you do? There's no well, way around that. Well, what can, what can happen is maybe 
you do a fish fry, but it's outside of the building. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to lose your mind on that one. You are just disrespectful. You're so disrespectful. Everybody's well. in building A. Yeah. You're in that shack over there. <laughs> we built a shack just for you. What I'm suggesting is there's an excellent fish fry in Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we built a specific shack where you could eat alone, and everybody else will eat at the building. People are welcome to join the shack. Uh, they're welcome, we, but... Yeah, it's just outside. That's it's, all. It's outside. There's, there's definitely no sort of air or, circulation system in there. Or you provide seafood day, <laughs> oh, man, but it's like good. by a, a caterer, so there's no warming up of anything. It's delivered yeah, so, hot and fresh, and then when it's done, um, it's an early day. People can cut see, out there's and all these concessions. clean the building or something. Like, there's a way to make it work for people. Like People but, are going to be happy because there's people but, that yeah, want to eat seafood every happy, day, yeah, right? Well, yeah. That's and, then the, and for the then sensitive you have to be careful about your mercury level consumption. So, But yeah, what if someone doesn't believe in that? Like, it's they're part of their so beliefs. So they don't believe in, like, science, you're saying? There's many people that... Oh, okay. that. That's fascinating. That's <laughs> a different that. conversation, I think, yeah. Yeah. Because mercury is real. So, but yeah, but people might believe... Mercury levels increase when you eat certain types but people of might believe that on an ongoing, consistent basis. But they might... They said, we've done this for years and years. We've never had issues. And so maybe they're filled with mercury. Yeah, and so they don't care, right? They well, they can glow they red. They might care when it they matter. line up on a chart. <laughs> but not, not but, as long as they can live their life, you know, free and fun. Even if it's cut by 20 years, yeah. Well, see that. Exactly. <laughs> this is a whole other thing you have to go into. That's a whole other thing. Yes, uh, it, we'll go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scenario two: Wyatt was born on the Pacific Ocean on his parents' sea vessel. He spent a majority of his life on the ocean, learning all about the creatures of the sea. His parents decided it was time for him to socialize with more people of his own age, so they were able to enroll him into a high school in Detroit, Michigan. Should Wyatt code switch to fit in with his peers? Okay, so in the ocean, not on the ocean. And then secondly, <laughs> uh, code switch. In no, what? He, wasn't, he wasn't born in the ocean. Oh, I mean, I guess it just sounds weird like on, on the boat. ocean. It just sounds weird to me. But Yeah, uh, he wasn't born in the ocean. Like, I mean, so that would be really cool, though. code switching from... Because like, he went from a sea life to now life in Detroit, Michigan. I mean, that's, I mean the, you're taking that term and you're really expanding <laughs> the, the application here, No, but sir. we can only imagine who was born on the sea, right? We can only imagine what kind of personality that would be. Aquaman? That, you're thinking born in the sea again. That's different. He's born in the ocean, Aquaman, not on the ocean. Okay. Well, Just I think, think in the about film, someone, technically, was he what? in the ocean when he was born? I, I can't don't remember. Know, but yeah. that's the film. The, the comics might yeah. be different. He might have been born inside yeah. of a clam, right? We don't know. Okay. I don't know those okay, comics. Sir. I don't know enough Thank about you. Aquaman. Okay. Shout <laughs> out speaking to on it. Aquaman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, so you're suggesting, so going from like being all about the ocean to being this land person. But in specifically in the urban schools of Detroit, Michigan. I know. I love that you went very specific <laughs> there too. That's very interesting. You're That's what the scenario calls for. Continuing on your level of disrespect, I see. <laughs> That's disrespectful so, to disrespectful be very specific. To, I'm not saying anything bad or good. But then we're with the ocean and the fish and the... I know. Okay. It, just, it just followed. Uh, it just so made sense. I would say... He most likely will code switch in the language and the topics of choice amongst the land dwellers in Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) But should he is the question? Again, but depends on the consequence. So if you want more acceptance, most likely the answer is yes. But if you want more cultural identity and authenticity, then the answer would be no. So it's going to be based on what's why it's comfortability of being more integrated with his new environment. Yeah. You know, should he? 
I would say he should do it. What I want him to do is not do it because I just think that's hilarious for him to be talking about the ocean hilarious? to people oh. that that have no idea what the ocean is. I mean, that'd just okay, be funny to me. Sir. Because they're not used to Meaning sea life. Meaning, yes, they don't living share the, the narrative of living in the sea. To say they don't know about the ocean is I mean, they know it's made of salt water. They know that. Wildly and, disrespectful. All right. Wildly disrespectful. But I'm just saying, if I was in, but the thing is, if I was in Wyatt's shoes, I would actually go with Switz because okay. it would just be easier, but it would actually be better for him not to because, see, that's how we lead to people learning new things. Yeah. So I would say, like, my 18 year old be self not to, would though. agree. I would say, yep, Code Switch. And my 37 self, what, 37 year old self would say, no. Do you boo, even if it means not having friends, because it is better to be yeah, people yourself might laugh at him, you know. Then oh yeah, I bet they will. But it is better to be yourself and not question who you really are if you're constantly presenting and performing as something that is not you. Yeah, that's true. Scenario three. Sophina has been the captain of her water polo team for all of her years at one of the most prestigious high schools in the nation. She was recently invited to speak to a group of urban youth about balancing sports with academics. Should she code switch to more closely resonate with the group she is speaking to? Hmm. Interesting. Being urban is the the switcher here. Of, of what yeah, her suggesting. high school wasn't urban at all. It's, it was, okay. Oh, yeah. If it's not clear, I mean, they had yeah. water polo there. <laughs> You're being disrespectful. So You're you you name a you name an urban school that has water polo. I have I have not done the educational research. I would like to, to see it. And the the Wolper Free Nation can show me that. I want to see okay. one that does yeah. that. It's possible. Who knows? So <laughs> uh, I would say that when speaking to youth, it is important to use language that resonates with that community so that they pay more attention because as we know uh, people's uh, attention span is reducing as we speak so the more especially with the youth if you really want to captivate them you need to speak in their language and technically i guess that would constitute as code switching and so to be more effective in the speech yes but again if that causes internal conflict or if that causes identity identity questioning for oneself then no but if you want to be heard by a specific group of people it may be more effective for you to do it and for me and when i think about it too much i say it's a resounding no mm-hmm. only because certain sometimes people try to so this is like this is almost like a reverse code switching mm-hmm. so normally she speaks a certain way to her peers but now she's around a new group and she's trying to speak like them. You got to be very careful because you could be offensive really quickly. True, true. So I would say don't coach with just speak how you speak. And then, I mean, maybe since they're younger, though, we don't mm. have to use words that they probably haven't heard before. Yes. That's yes. what I'd say. But I don't okay. think you should all out go to like, all right. Let me try Using, to speak in their like, lingo. Yeah, yeah, let me not. Yeah, let me gotcha. not. Yeah, let well, me not try to use all those things. My answer things. is only do Just it if careful. you're comfortable. Yeah, I would hate because I've seen that too. People try to say other words because they're speaking to a specific audience. But if that's not your natural flow of language, then you come off as very disingenuous and yeah. and very offensive really quickly. So yeah, yeah. So don't use, don't drop words and try to nay nay if you don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> like, see, yeah. And you then, start and, doing and, that, and you're doing the Superman. And it's getting weird and it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's going to get really weird really quickly. It's, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awkward for everybody. Yeah. And that's, I mean, unless that's the impression you're trying to be. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about some academics Yeah. Though, so too. it seems like this, Not dancing. this would be, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that came into it. Yeah. That's, that's different. Dance is always involved in all things. <laughs> wow. All right. I mean, Hey, careful. People will think that's the stereotype, right? 
For being black? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are always dancing. That's all you guys well, do. Well, so just to clarify, dance is always a part of my life because I love the expression oh, of man. dance. But do all black people dance? No. <laughs> is dance a, but is dance a normative part of our culture and oh, how we boy. express ourselves? It is welcomed, is what I would say. Typically, it's welcomed in our culture. But yes, we should not assume that people of color always want to dance in all circumstances. <laughs> that is, that it's is time to dance. Yeah. Yeah. It is not time to dance. Oh, it is boy. only time to dance. If that is what your vibe is. Yeah. <laughs> like my vibe is to always dance, not because I'm black, but because I'm Natasha. Yeah. So <laughs> that it could is be for vibe. a different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's so but, hard but, too, but right? Unfortunately to your point though, that's society, tough... I worry about that. Cause yeah, I can't walk without dancing. You know, that I can't even drive my car without dancing, uh, but I know that I, I feel that people well, are, that's a black yeah, person. Like, that's a black person. <laughs> that's it's Instead Honestly of saying, black. hey, that's a that's a girl with beautiful hair who loves to dance, right? Like, yeah. unfortunately, that is the society we're living in. And I that's know, it's messed where, up. We can't and then just I shouldn't have to explain that. Like, hey, I'm dancing because I like to dance, not because I'm Jamaican. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a difference. And, and it's okay if I wanted to do it because of my culture. And it's okay if I want to do it because it's me. This is why this topic is... A little bit, uh, <laughs> I think, frustrating to, to discuss from our perspective and then also maybe frustrating to, to think through how. Oh, you think it's frustrating? Are... Well, because it's, it's, because it comes down to like what you're saying. It's like this interpretive, like who you are, you're, you're race first instead of person yeah, first in our society. And that is yeah. challenging because I want to show up in spaces and I want to be Natasha first, black Jamaican woman second, third. But I don't. I come into this world as black woman not even jamaica right but black not. woman first and maybe natasha third and then that's what's problematic because i'm not showing up i'm not even being received in the way that i'm presenting yeah and and it's like so how do we fix how to eradicate that like you're saying we have to move to a society where race is no longer the focal point because that's... you can't be anchoring things around something that is either irrelevant or doesn't exist yeah, well, I know, and then that's we, we choose whole, to make it exist, exactly. right? It doesn't well, not, exist, but yeah. we created we as created an existence. institution where things are anchored to it. Now. Yeah, to something that's completely fictional and mm-hmm. actually non beneficial. <laughs> that's it's a lot. How we've done I this feel humans. quite irate. I was hoping to feel more relaxed, and I feel more anxious. Ouch. Well, I mean, <laughs> this topic lends to that, right? It does. This doesn't it does. lend it's to this positivity because you're actually yeah. talking about a real situation that mm-hmm. is not necessarily good. It's not pleasant. No. Yeah, this is not like I guess so, coach switching yeah. is, isn't good. It shouldn't happen. Right, it but should be something a, that could be eradicated. It's kind of like but a I think coping mechanism for people of color and like diverse audiences. Actually, it seems like yeah, it's it's how mm-hmm. you uh, how like assimilate. assimilate. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't do it, then you couldn't assimilate. That's mm. But I mean, some would argue you shouldn't. I mean. That's a whole other. And, yeah, but it's great. It's, this is lending way. for. So we expect to hear from y'all. Put your thoughts in the comments because we are at that time again. It's the coming to the end of our 320th episode of Woke okay, and Free. Quite the episode discussing code switching title let's talk about code switching we want to hear about your connection to this as well in the comments please do so Khalil what do folks need to do now come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation and make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com if you would like to share a topic for an upcoming episode as you can see we hit all the hard things all the time (laughs) along with the fun and the interesting and the intriguing so lots to discuss best place to share your thoughts with us is on our contact us page at wokenfree.com that is w-o-k-e-n-f-r-e-e.com and on social again beautiful engaging wonderful contact content to be 
viewed and to be discussed and to be shared on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And all sponsorship and collaboration queries, best place to reach us is our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Till next time.